0: can I, how can I, how can I chill, struggle with keep my head above water, I bet you ain't know I was trying to with bills, swimming for days, you know this shit always hit you in waves, oh you a stranger and never ain't good, to keep me from Welcome, 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 I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast, this is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter, and if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, I'm trying to reach a 1,000 subscribers, so... Anything will help. But here's where we'll start. There are some sports where I completely understand why there's a single game elimination. Completely understand. Tennis. I get that. You know, two people going back and forth, mano-a-mano. Mono. I, I understand. Single game elimination. I get it. Football. Whether it's college football, NFL, the physicality. You don't want to have that go to a series. I, I understand that. I, I understand the the magnitude and the amount of teams in both college and I I get that I get why football is a one game elimination so the WNBA playoffs have started and I'm excited I'm excited I love basketball I'm not just I I think it's funny when people say they love basketball but only watch like college basketball only watch the NBA it's like you're not really a basketball fan you're just a fan of Whatever you're watching, you like. You're just a fan of the NBA. You're just a fan of college. No, I'm a basketball fan. Meaning, I love watching all types of. I love watching WNBA. I love watching the NBA, college basketball. I watch AAU, high school. Like it's. I love basketball, and so so you understand the excitement that the WNBA playoffs is here, but. The same gripe that I have for the WNBA playoffs year after year after year is the same gripe that I have now, and that is this. These these teams, right, the, the, the teams in WNBA, team, teams in general, you play a whole season, a whole regular season, just to get to a playoffs where the first two rounds are single elimination games, it doesn't i get you can okay so here you go you can say it's due to revenue you can say it's due to the to to money that they accumulate you can say it's due to scheduling i don't I don't care what you say because and here's the thing and i'm gonna i'm gonna move on from this, but here's the thing say you think it is money right? Imagine if this was a, a. Imagine if, and 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 I understand the W. What the the final round is best of five instead of best of seven, like an NBA uh thing. I I, I guess I understand, even though I don't understand why you can't just extend it to a best of seven series. But I guess that's barking up a tree that 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 just shouldn't be barked up. But so last night or no so Thursday. Thursday is the prime example why I absolutely hate the one game elimination in the playoffs for a basketball game, like for WNBA. So the Phoenix Mercury played. Well, let me say the first the first game was what Chicago Sky and Dallas Liberty. That was an incredible game. Uh, Candace Parker was was good. It, 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 I think she had like eleven and fifteen. It was a good game. Uh, they were beating the hell out of Dallas, but Dallas came back. Uh, Abuna Wale, she was going crazy too. Uh-huh. But at the end, that uh the the Chicago Sky won. So they're moving on to play Minnes the Minnesota Lynx on Sunday or tomorrow. But the next game is like I said, the exact reason why I hate single game elimination. So the Phoenix Mercury played the New York Liberty, right? And this was an incredible game. Uh Sabrina Nadescu was really good. She came up big in big moments. Um Sammy Whitcomb was was big in big moments. Uh Naney, she was crazy. She's she's had a really good like last two or three seasons. She had 25 points last night. Uh Brianna Turner was good with 12. Brittany Griner had 16 and 10. Skylar Diggins Smith had 22. Sophie Cunningham had twenty twenty one, but this is why I hate single game eliminations. Right, this game was neck and neck throughout the entire game. In fact, the the reason why the Phoenix Mercury advanced was because I believe Sophie Cunningham was like fouled with point four seconds left. The game was tied like eighty eight or whatever. And. Selfie Cunningham was fouled, went to the line, knocked down a free throw. They won the game. So because of that, the Phoenix Mercury goes on and they will be playing what the Seattle Storm and the New York Liberty goes home. I hate single game elimination so much because that is a that is a hell of a way to end your season. These are the best athletes in the world when we talk about you know female athletes. These are the best or women athletes i I don't know if you're allowed to say female anymore if not, I apologize. These are the best women athletes in the world, and you're telling me that they bust their ass the whole season to get eliminated because you accidentally or no you foul with point four seconds left. I get the excitement you know. It was an exciting game to watch. I get the excitement. I get the blood rushing, the blood pumping, I get it. The 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 feeling of any you know one false move can get you out of here. I get that. But I also understand that these are professional athletes. And you're telling me that the New York Liberty, who who had an incredible season, right? I understand they were the AFC, but they had had an incredible season just to make it to the playoffs. Just to get eliminated because of a .4 second foul? Again, this ain't college. This is not college. This is not football. This is not tennis. This is not soccer. There should be, each round should be a series. Now, I hear people saying, one is because of the scheduling as far as because a lot of women that play in the WNBA go straight from the playoffs overseas to play. So I, I, I hear that is due to the scheduling overseas and the fact that you're going to have a lot of women that can't play in the in the um in the in the WNBA finals. Spoiler alert. Um, I don't know if you know this but but a lot of the WNBA women wouldn't have to go play overseas if you paid them the money that they that they deserve now i'm not saying that they should make as much money as nba players i'm not saying that i understand the nba draws more revenue in than the wnba but these there are players in the nba that are making bro, there are bench players that can't even see the light of day that's making over a million dollars a year. When some of the best household names in the WNBA can barely scrape like five hundred thousand. Now I understand talking to regular people like yourself and I, five hundred thousand a million is crazy money, but these are athletes. That have to spend money to get their bodies in shape to to travel like they these the, their lifestyles are not our lifestyles. Now I understand why don't they just downgrade the lifestyle? Yeah, okay. Tell tell LeBron James stop putting a th- uh, like three million dollars in his body every year. Tell Russell Wilson stop putting three million dollars in his body every year. Look, you know you can you can go have a four for four. Like, come on now. So if it's talking about scheduling for the WNBA. Why don't you pay them what they're worth? The WNBA has been on an uptick, right? Popularity, uh, talent-wise, they've been on an uptick the last few years. So why should, and, and I understand that the, the payment, you know, the, the money has gone up, but it's we're still not at a point where they are, there should be no reason why women in the WNBA have to, play hard as hell just to try to win a WNBA championship all season practice day after day, play day after day, just to really not have an off season I don't, a lot of women don't have, all a lot of the WNBA players don't have off seasons because they can't they have to go play overseas a lot of them don't want to, they just have to and quiet as kept a lot of them make more money overseas than over here, which is crazy so you say scheduling you know, due to the overseas schedule, why don't you pay them what they're worth? Okay, okay, okay. You say, wait, nobody's going to watch a WNBA series, right? Nobody's going to watch a, a seven-game series from a WNBA first round. Like I just said, the the there's been an uptick in the WNBA. Popularity is at an all-time high. Shouts out to uh, highlight her Shouts out to, you know, a lot of the Wimtakira Carter. There there, there have been, uh, there's an uptick in WNBA popularity, the way it's covered, the way that we see it. Hell, we just saw Team USA going against uh, the WNBA All-Stars, and that was one of the most highly rated games, at least viewer-wise. The, the league has had in over, what, like 20 years or something like that you have what the was the president's cup like you you don't know until you try that's let me say that you don't know until you try you can say that nobody's going to watch a seven game series well why don't you try it now I understand you could say well we tried it before or we tried it we tried it and it just it didn't work yeah again the popularity of the WNBA is at an all-time high right now There are so many household names. Like I said, Skylar Diggins Smith. Every team in the WNBA playoffs has a household name Phoenix, Skylar Diggins Smith, Brittany Griner, Diana Taurasi, who didn't play uh, on Thursday due to an injury. The Liberty, Sabrina Nadescu, Blazianette Laney, Chicago. I mean, we we know Cance Parker. She's on the cover of 2K22. The Women's Edition. Shout out to her. Dallas, uh Wale, Minnesota, Sylvia Fowles, Seattle. I mean, come on now, Sue Bird, Jew Lloyd, Brianna Stewart, Connecticut. Jaquel Jones, DeWanna Bonner, the Aces, A'ja Wilson who what won the MVP last year. Liz Cambage. What I'm saying is this. You can tell me that, you know, no one's going to watch because people are going to watch. If there's sports, people are going to watch. One thing that we've learned from this whole pandemic that we were trying to get out of is that people are going to watch sports. People People, that's one thing that you heard a lot during the pandemic. You know, basketball wasn't here. Football, they, were, they didn't know what they were going to do. Um, baseball wasn't here. It's like people were clamoring for sports. People are going to watch sports, man. So I say all that to say, man, we need, we need as, as consumers, the WNBA as a product needs to find a better, I get the excitement at the moment. I get the college feel, but hell, even the play-in games in the NBA are not single-game elimination unless, like, you're the you're the 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 10th seed or eighth or ninth seed or something, like that. 10th seed. Which by the which I mean, hey, you're the lower seed. It is what it is. But this one-game elimination thing, because there should be no reason why the New York Liberty's season ended the way that it ended. Yeah, I understand that you fouled, cool, but there should be no reason why. We can't get a multi. I mean, there's five rounds, four rounds, round one, round two semifinals in the NBA or WNBA finals. You're telling me now, if you say it's nutrition or if you say the women can't do it, I don't believe that. I've seen these women play some incredible basketball. And you're telling me they can't you can't take a day or two off and then come back and play. Come on now, don't don't do that. We we watched them do a whole season. You cannot tell me that they can't do a series. Now, if they've come out and said, hey, we don't want to do a series, then, hey, I'll, I'll come on here. I'll shut up. I'll say I was wrong. Cool. But I don't remember them ever saying that. And especially if there's more games that mean there's more money, it, make it happen, man. Because this single single game elimination thing is stupid. It's again. I understand the excitement. It was exciting watching the game. It was exciting watching uh, D- Dallas. They were, I mean, no Dallas make an epic comeback. They lost, but make an epic comeback against the Scott because they were didn't destroy by Chicago, but they came back within. I, I think they were within like five or three or five points. They were they were down like twenty two or something, and then came all the way back that was exciting to watch. It was exciting to watch the Mercury and Liberty go back and forth. Benesia Laney going crazy with 25 points. Skylar Diggins matching point for point. You know, what finishing with 22. Like that was exciting to see. But then it was like, wait. One of these teams are are their seasons are done? It it doesn't mm-mm, I don't like that. But moving forward, I guess talking about this since this is what we have, who do I think is going to win? A lot of people saying that it's pretty much a collision course between Connecticut and the Aces, and I, I'm not, I'm not one to say they're wrong. Uh, but I will say this, and this is why. Now I think it's a lot of pretty cliche when they're like anyone has a chance to win. When we talk about like NFL or NBA or something because there's no way. Like if you look at the NBA schedule, like NBA playoffs last year, there was no way, in my opinion, that the Heat had a chance to beat the Bucks. Yeah, the the the, the Brooklyn Nets could have won, or the Bucks of who did ultimately win could have won. Or Phine- or Philly could have won. But the whole there anyone can win, that's 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 BS. Don't know. What I do like about the WNBA, especially this year's playoffs, is I do think that you ha- everyone has a chance to win. And I say that because if you look at the matchups right now, at least after round one, I can see Sylvia Fowles is a, is a future Hall of Famer who's one of the best WNBA players we've ever seen. A danger field who, even though she's short in stature, she can shoot the mess out the ball. Like, the Minnesota Lynx have a chance to, to make a move. The 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 um the Chicago sky you have I mean you have you have uh what Candace Parker not only and and Candace Parker been going crazy. You have Lexi Brown like Diamond the Shields who probably has the best swag in the, in, the, in the league? <laughs> it's just everyone has a chance. If you look over, you have uh, the Seattle Seattle Storm, which is fourth. They're ranked fourth in the in the playoffs brackets or whatever, and they have Breonna Stewart, who is arguably the best WNBA player today. Jew Lloyd, who who I think she had like thirty five or something like that the other day. Brown or Sue Bird who is legendary. Phoenix Mercury, again, you have the big 3. Skylar Diggins-Smith, you have Diana Taurasi, now she needs to get back from injury, but you have Diana Taurasi. You have Brittany Griner, and then of course Connecticut. You have who will probably be the 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 MVP in Jaquil Jones. You have DeWanna Bonner who I think is the WNBA version of KD uh with her her body frame and the fact that she can just light it up. And then the Vegas Aces, to me, have probably been one of the more complete teams, in, in the whole. But but you kind of expect that they've they've been the, they they've been pretty much the complete team. You have Aja Wilson, Liz Cambage, Chelsea Gray has been incredible. Um, Angel McAllister who came in the middle of the season uh, after coming back from injury. Kelsey Plum who just won the three on three W or no three on three overseas tournament. They got they got pieces, man. J- Jackie Young. So it, I'll say that I'll say I'm gonna go with the Vegas Aces. I'm gonna go with the Vegas Aces because they're kind of peaking at the right time. They 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 were peaking coming into the season or coming into. I I mean let me say this: the beginning of the season was kind of uh, was kind of iffy. Of course, Lay uh she was coming. I think she had in the middle of the season. Uh, or before the stoppage, the whole COVID. I don't think she had COVID, but you know she didn't want to go overseas due to the COVID and that whole debacle with Australia. Kelsey Plum was not playing well, but she was coming off of an injury, and of course the whole stoppage due to Olympic stoppages or whatever they call it. But going into the playoffs, they're 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 fire. They're clicking, in my opinion. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if I say this. I will give 3 teams. If if 3 te- if these 3 teams won, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I think everyone has a chance to win, but Seattle, I mean reigning reigning champions, even though they're fourth, they're the reigning champions. You have the best player in basketball in my opinion in Brianna Stewart when she is hooping. Um Connecticut, they're the number 1 overall seed. They've been killing Jaquil Jones. More than likely will win the WNBA uh MVP the bonner like you that that's a team i have to mention that's a great three-point shooting team as well as the chicago sky but but i think that because you have las vegas aces they're they're firing all cylinders aja wilson has had yet another incredible year i just i'm gonna give it to the the las vegas aces i just think that they they have all the they're they're firing on all cylinders right now and i think that uh, they could lose, but I, I just think that they're they they're peaked at the right point at the right time, right before the playoffs and going into it. Not to mention they don't have to play; they're going to be fresh. Now that is that is you can that that could be a backfire as far as they don't play until the semifinals because they they uh, were awarded what two two round buys because they were the second seed. They don't play until the the semifinals, which is the best of five series. Now. That could work. There, there's, there's pros and cons. There's advantages and disadvantages to both. The advantage is, of course, you're fresh. You don't even have to play nobody. All you have to do is hone in on whoever you got to hone in for. What three games? You're good. Like you ain't got to worry about. You ain't got to worry about nutrition because you're fresh. On top, but the disadvantage is you're playing a team that could very well. I mean, say they play the. They could play. The 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 Minnesota Lynx, they could play whoever the higher seed, whoever wins in the higher seed in round two, they'll play. So they could very well play a a team that just did a single elimination in round one, just a single elimination in round two, and now playing them. And now they're hot. They have all the momentum. They could be playing a team in, I don't know, Seattle or something, where they come down, they're there, they just were in a single game elimination. They have a game under their belt. They're more like let's get it, and then they end up they they have the momentum. So it was a disadvantage advantage and disadvantage for both. Um, I'm excited to watch. I, again, I love basketball. So uh, you know, people that say they love basketball but only watch the NBA or college college basketball, I don't really think you love basketball. I think you love the NBA or love college basketball, but I love it all. So I'm excited to see what happens um, in the WNBA, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is the playoffs. This is the playoffs. So, hey, let's let's get it. Let's get it. I think the the round two starts tomorrow. The first game is Seattle and Phoenix. I think that's at three o'clock on ABC and the Minnesota Lynx and Chicago Sky. That's at five o'clock on ESPN, two. So I'm excited. I'm excited uh, moving forward. You know, watching Sam Darnold, we're, we're going to flip over to, to to the NFL. Watching Sam Darnold play for the Carolina Panthers really makes me feel even worse for um, Zach Wilson, and it's not because it's not just the fact that Zach Wilson is now playing for the team that Sam Darnold used to play for, which is the New York Jets. It's the fact that and and I've said this multiple times, but this is a clear indication, or this is pretty much proving my point, right Fit is so important there's only been a handful of people, especially at the quarterback position there's only or or lottery lottery picks or whatever you want to call them the first first ten picks in n f l in the n f l there's only a few players that have been able to go to a team. And this is in the history of the NFL. There's only a few players that's been able to go to a team right away, especially at the quarterback position and change the the team instantly. I mean, Dan Marino is, is, you know, Joe Montana. Uh, The last person I can remember is probably Peyton, no, probably Andrew Luck. And then probably before that was probably Peyton Manning. Now, that doesn't say that. Now, listen to the people I just said. Dan Marino, Hall of Famer. Joe Montana, Hall of Famer. Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer. You can probably say Eli Manning a little bit, Hall of Famer. Or future Hall of Famer for Eli. Andrew Luck. If he would have continued to play... More than likely, Hall of Famer. These are world; these are all world talents, and that and that's no offense to people like you know Deshaun Watson, people like Lamar Jackson. No, let's look at those people, by the way. Okay, Deshaun Watson probably is is an outlier. Let's let's not say. Just, let's look at some of the greats now, right? Lamar Jackson was picked like thirtieth. Sat behind Joe Flacco until the time was ready. Boom. Exploded. Now we just, I mean, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes. Nobody thought that Patrick Mahomes was going to be what Patrick Mahomes today, is today, playing at Texas Tech. Hell, the Chiefs didn't even think that because he sat behind Alex Smith for a minute until, you know, it was his time. Alex Smith went out. Patrick Mahomes went in. You know. That's all she wrote. Hell, this is the twentieth year or yeah, twenty year anniversary of Tom Brady finally starting over Drew Bledsoe. Now, Drew Bledsoe was a straight a really good quarterback for the, the New England Patriots, but he got hurt. Bill Belichick. Alright, we'll start Tom Brady. That's all she wrote. Fit matters so much. There's it's very rare that a player can come in right away and just instantly change a bad culture. It's 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 damn near impossible because there's so many elements. Hell, even even Aaron Rodgers had to sit behind Brett Favre. Drew Brees didn't work in what the the in in the Chargers didn't work in San Diego, and they the, the they didn't the San. The San Diego Chargers didn't even want him no more. Because he, like, failed a physical or something, they, you know, they sent him to the Saints, and that's all she wrote. It's very rare that she, that, that that any player changes the, the dynamic of an organization. Fit matters, man. You're hearing that a lot uh, this week. Talking about Zach Wilson, talking about um, – Talking about Trevor Lawrence, talking about Justin Fields, who we'll get to in a second. And let me bring it back to Thursday Night Football. Watching, I never said. I think a lot of people come at me when I when I give my uh, Sam Darnold takes, because I think a lot of people are are hearing me say that Sam Darnold is like a a top 10 quarterback or is like a like a a great quarterback just in a bad position. I'm I never said I I think the misconception is people think that I feel that Sam Darnold is just Sam Darnold is 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 Patrick Mahomes. He just plays for he just played for a trash team which is the Net the Jets. I said the Nets, the Jets. Let me be the first one to tell you, I don't think that way. That is, that is the furthest from the truth. I will say this, though. Not all talent evaluators and scout, scouts are wrong. Coming out of college, of course, there were some problems with Sam Darnold, some of his decision-making, some of his interception. like he, he had some problems. Everyone has problems coming, in, coming into the NBA. I mean, NFL, as far as, like, you're not exactly just a Hall of Famer coming in. Like, we know that. It's very rare, especially at the quarterback position. But you don't get drafted that high and look that bad and think to themselves, there should be no way, no way he was drafted that high. Like, he, he is beyond awful. Like talent, like scouts evaluate, they're not that off. This isn't like an Anthony Bennett type situation, right? All I was saying is this. Aaron, no, Sam Darnold doesn't look this bad. He's not this bad. A lot of this is the organization. The, the Jets couldn't get his offensive line right. Which, by the way, if you really look at it, They couldn't get Sam Darnold's offensive line right. Zach Wilson has a terrible offensive line. Now, the Panthers, especially on Thursday, their offensive line wasn't that good, but their offensive line was 10 times better than what the hell Zach Wilson's playing behind. I digress. They couldn't get the running back position, uh, position right. They thought that, Frank Gore, at his, his old age, was a quality starting running back. At this point of his, not saying that he was—he's—he's he's probably going to go as a Hall of Famer, but towards the end of his career, no. Zach Wilson, I don't—I can't—I can't even tell you who the running back is for New, Jer, New uh the 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 Jets. The Jets could never get the wide receiver position right for Sam Darnold jameson crowder who is in and out the lineup because he's always hurt they they j- all i was saying was fit matters in the nfl man and that's more that's not that's that is even more apparent now when you look at sam Darnold and the 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 panthers now the Panthers are 3 and 0. Now I'm not saying that they're world beaters. I'm not saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I just I think that they've had a very favorable schedule. I will say that. I think that their schedule has definitely been favorable and for them to have a 3 and 0 record. But even looking today, looking at the situation that Sam Darnold's in today than he was with the Jets is night and day. Not, the Jets may go, even with Robert Sala and the new coaching staff, with Zach Wilson. The Jets may go 0-17. I, don't, I mean, they're still the NFL. I, I don't think they will, and I don't wish that upon anyone to not win a game. But the Jets may go 0-17. And the Jets look awful, like awful. Now, a lot of the problems that Zach and, and I'm not. This hasn't lost me either. A lot of the problems that Zach Wilson is showing in the NFL, he did have problems in the NFL, in, uh, in college football as far as his high turnover rate. Like I, I get that, but in the NFL, like you got to help him out. He he is running for his life every play. Like you saw that little kid, <laughs> the little like the little kid that was breaking down the film for uh, the the Jets, and look how bad their offensive line looked. How sp- it was bad. Fit matters. Look at look at some of the bet. Look at some of the perfect fits, or look at some of the quarterbacks that we recently, you know that that were recently that we recently tout. As great quarterbacks, and the and what they were drafted to, or what they ended up in. Hell, it's not just Sam not Look at Ryan Tannehill. That's another perfect example. Ryan Tan, People thought Ryan Tannehill was god awful, and he was very bad for the Dolphins. He goes to Tennessee. They look. He, he's statistically one of the better quarterbacks in the league with a new head coach, with a, with a with a better offensive line, with better pieces around them. Again, and I say this all the time, the NFL, you can't just go out there and win by yourself. This ain't the NBA. Steph Curry can give you 50 wins by himself. Kevin Durant can give you 50 wins by himself. Cade, uh, Kyrie can give you 50 wins by himself. LeBron James can give you 50 wins by himself. Luka can give you 50 wins by himself. Not saying that, you know, what I'm what I'm saying is he can be the deciding factor of a game. If the the, the Chicago Bulls is going against the Golden State Warriors, uh, perfectly healthy Golden State Warriors, nine times out of ten, Golden State's probably going to win that game because they're healthy and they have the best player, which is Steph Curry, best player on the floor. That's not like that with the NFL. Hell, look at last year. Aaron Rodgers won the, won the MVP, meaning he was arguably he was the best player that season. He didn't even make it to the Super Bowl. Derrick Henry was the offensive player of the year, rushed for 2,000 yards. Didn't even make it past the Baltimore Ravens out the first round. Or was it the wild card? It was I think of the wild card. Man, I I said all that to say. <laughs> I said all that to say that I, I I enjoy watching Sam Darnold thrive for the for the Panthers. It was a tough game on Thursday too, man. They lost uh JC Horn, I think, with a broken foot. So I hope that he recovers. Uh he was a, a promising rookie. I think they're 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 I think it was like the 3rd or 4th overall pick for the Panthers um for the D- I know he was the first defensive player off the board I believe um so I hope that he he gets back healthy um I know that Christian McCaffrey their they're all pro or you know all worldly running back he is out for a couple of weeks with a hamstring injury um DJ Moore went out with an injury so I just hope that they get better You know, I I I don't and and even with them healthy, I don't think that they're I think that they, they could be go could go to the playoffs, but I don't think that they're, you know, any any hope of winning a championship. But that's that doesn't mean I don't want I don't want to see players hurt. You know what I mean? So I hope that, you know, JC Horn, Chris McCaffrey, DJ DJ Moore, I hope that they're all healthy. But the biggest story out of it is Sam Darnold has looked good. I think he I think through what Three three games, he has like the second most rushing yards and passing yards in the league, or something like that. I think he's like second in rushing yards. It's like eight hundred and eighty-eight or something like that. Or or that's how many total yards he has, or something like that. I know it's a crazy stat that he would not have if he was with the Jets, who, by the way, are zero and three, and look horrible, and more than likely will be going. For sure, going 0 and 3. Because they're going against the Broncos. So shouts out to the uh shouts out to the Panthers for beating the Texas or Texans twenty four to nine. And it's this again, I'm not saying that Sam Darnold is supposed to turn into you know Eli Manning or supposed to turn into Patrick Mahomes because he leaves the Jets and goes to Carolina. All I'm saying, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't saying, but what I'm saying is, you can't. He's not as bad as as what was displayed. Is he a top ten quarterback? No. Is he a top twenty quarterback? I don't think so. I don't know. But I know that he is. You put him in the right situation. You put almost any. Now, I'm not saying all of them, but you put almost any quarterback in the right situation, they will flourish. Now, again, it's not everyone because there have been people that have been in the right situation that haven't worked. But Sam Darnold, in my opinion, is one of those people that you're putting in the right situation, which is Carolina. Get a, a great coach in Matt, or a good coach in Matt Rule. A better it's, – it's still, is not that good – but a better offensive line – than he had with the Jets. A better receiver core, when you have Robbie Anderson, when you have DJ Moore, than he had with the Jets. A better running game than he had with the Jets. A better front office than he had with the Jets. And you see him flourishing. Again, I know they're 3-0, and I know they haven't played the, the most talented teams. But you can't tell me Sam Darnold has not looked good this year. And this just so happened to be the first year he's on another, uh, he's on a, a different system, on another team than the Jets. And it's not just the Jets. Don't get me wrong. It's not just the Jets. I feel bad for for for, for uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence could be one of those stars that just ride you know is better than the team's obscurity. You know what I mean? Like better than the team's misfortunes. He could be. It's not looking like it, but he could be. Now, again, it's fit. I also understand, you know, Urban Myers is is their their coach. And a lot of reports are saying he has one foot in the NFL, one foot out after the first, what, two, three games. I get that. Um, But come on, man. Shouts out to Sam Darnold. Shouts out to Sam Darnold, and I wish – Nothing but the best for Zach Wilson, and shouts out for the Panthers. Shouts out to the Panthers for uh, beating the Houston Texans on Thursday Night Football, twenty-four to nine. So, moving forward, now it's time. You know, Week Three in the NFL. It's time for me to predict every game. Uh, let's start with um, probably. Let's start with the most. I'm not gonna say the most interesting, but let let me let me start with the Bears and the Browns. Matt Nagy is. I understand loyalty, quote unquote, in sports. Even though I'm one of the biggest proponents in, there is no loyalty in sports. I understand that, and I understand trying to. Trying to make your players happy. Or you you say something and you make a proclamation and you're trying to keep that, you know, you're trying to keep your word. But it's starting to get a little weird. So, Justin Fields, due to Andy Dalton getting hurt, Justin Fields will be starting this week against the Browns first career NFL start as far as uh in the in the regular season he will be starting for the brown I mean for the for the for the bears and i understand that it's tough going from you know going from the veteran to the rookie and then probably back to the veteran that you, you really don't see that especially when the rookie is drafted as high as Justin Fields was drafted And a lot of people think that Justin Fields is the heir apparent or Justin Fields is the next franchise or is the Bears franchise quarterback moving forward. A lot. Most people think that hell Andy Dalton thinks that. But what I don't understand is Matt Nagy's. His willingness to continue to go out and say that we're sticking with Andy Dalton when he's healthy. I heard Peter King. Shouts out to Peter King. I heard Peter King say, you know, we need to back off of Matt Nagy because this is the same thing that uh, Andy Andy Reid did with Andy With Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know how a lot of people were saying, hey, you have this Patrick Mahomes kid. He could play, but you still have Alex Smith. This is, people are saying, we didn't kill Andy Dalton. I mean, we didn't kill Andy Reid, so we shouldn't be killing Matt Nagy. My thing is, I don't think Justin Fields is Patrick Mahomes. I can I can go on a limb and say Justin Fields is not Patrick Mahomes. I can also go on a limb and say this is a different. How do I? Did you see on Sunday when um, Andy Dalton went out and how the team just just looked rejuvenated with with. Justin Fields. Now, I'm not saying that Justin Fields was without mistake, but you see how they just felt rejuvenated. Now, I'm not here saying that the team wanted Andy Dalton to get hurt or wanted Andy Dalton to be out. I'm not saying that. But did you just see how different and how rejuvenized the, the, especially the defense looked, Playing with Andy Dalton, I mean, playing with uh, Justin Fields compared to playing with Andy Dalton. Now, I understand as a coach, you know, the questions come in, hey, now that Justin Fields is starting due to the injury of Andy Dalton, what happens when Andy Dalton comes back? I get you say, hey, you know, you don't lose your spot to injury. You know, it's it's the NFL. We'll see how it is. But to continuously keep – It's like sticking your neck out for Andy Dalton when you have a player in Justin Fields who a lot of people, including people inside the organization, feel is the franchise quarterback. It's like, I don't know. And then, again, I don't think Justin Fields is ready to just be an all-out, you know, starting quarterback. I mean, this will be his first start. So, I don't think that he is... Leaps and bounds better than Andy Dalton right now, just due to experience. However, what happens if he goes in and beats the Browns in Cleveland? Then what do you do? You know, I don't think it's going to happen, but I do think it's going to be an interesting game. I think that, you know, the team is going to try to try to get Justin Fields their first win, especially against a team in the Browns that a lot of people think is good enough to make it to at least the AFC championship. Uh, with the with the roster configuration that they have now, and not to mention, there's a lot of. I mean, Jarvis Landry's not playing. We don't know if uh, now they said that Odell Beckham Jr. is expected to play, but how is he going to play his first game back from injury? Um, it's 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 interesting. It's going to be a good game for me. I think it's going to be a, a game that I definitely will have my side eye on to see. All right, how is Justin Fields playing? How is how is the Browns or the Bears' defense playing? How do the Browns look with Jarvis? Because Jarvis Landry is a big loss for the Browns. Jarvis Landry is like their their safety net. Even though you have Nick Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, especially for the wide receiver position, is like their safety net. I don't know if you – every time, almost every time they need a big play, for like a passing play, it goes to Jarvis Landry. I don't know if you noticed that or not. So I think that's a big loss, but I got the Browns winning that against the Bears, and I'm I, I'm I'm curious to see what is going to, especially after this week, if Justin Fields plays good. If Justin Fields plays bad, then it just it it gives Matt uh, Matt Nagy a reason to say, hey, you know the kid's not ready. We're gonna go with Andy Dalton. But what happens if he plays well? And it's like, why would you go back to Andy Dalton? You know what I mean? So. But I have the Browns uh, beating the Bears. I, I just think that I think it, you know a lot of people still want to bash Baker Mayfield, and they didn't have a good showing last week against the Texans. Um, so I think that they're going to come out a lot hungrier and, and trying to prove that last week, even though they did win, was more of an anomaly because they played horribly. Uh, and and I think that the Browns are going to win. <laughs> the Colts and the Titans. It looks, I mean, Carson, we, we talked about Carson Wentz last episode, but he has two sprained ankles. So I don't, I don't know what we're going to get from Carson Wentz. Um, and I think, especially the second half of the Tennessee Titans and uh, Seattle Seahawks game, I think that Tennessee kind of got on the right foot. You you got uh, Julio Jones back to at least looking like old Julio Jones. Derrick Henry looking like Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill looked really good. I think that the Tennessee Titans are back, and I think that uh, the injury to Carson Wentz and, and, of course, the recklessness that we talked about last episode. I, I don't. I don't. I. I it's kind of hard to be reckless with two sprained ankles. That's all I'm saying. So I, I got Tennessee Titan with that one. The Giants and the Falcons. Man, someone got to win this game. <laughs> someone has to win this game and now i talked about matt ryan last episode and how i was wrong matt ryan has been a huge problem for the falcons there's been a lot of problems for the falcons and i was under the impression that matt ryan wasn't one of them i was i was calling like, you know matt ryan everyone around him so no the fact that you could now i know i understand the second one was tipped but you threw two pick sixes and you overthrowing players uh underthrown players throwing them behind the back it's it's a bad look And the Giants, the Giants should have won against, you know, they had all the opportunity in the world to win against Washington. And I think that loss definitely left a bad taste in the mouth when you have Darius Slayton missing a a wide-open catch that would have, you know, got him a touchdown, and they lost by one. Uh, the, the, The missed kick that Washington had, but because of a penalty from Dexter Lawrence, they had to kick again, and then boom. So I just think, new, not to mention, I think even though it's it's crazy to say, Daniel Jones has been playing better at least the last what first two games. I've been playing better than than uh, than Matt Ryan. I think, and I know, oh man, the Atlanta is in the running for the worst defense in the league this year. So uh, I think that the Giants have, and the Giants are at home. I think the Giants are going to beat the Falcons. The Chargers and the Chiefs. I think this is going to be an interesting game. I I think the Chargers are casting the Chiefs at the wrong time because all we've been talking about this whole week was, you know, is Lamar Jackson better than Patrick Mahomes? And Lamar Jackson finally slayed the dragon that is Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, that bad turnover uh, or bad interception, of course, caught Ebersoleira in the, in the turnover that cost him the game. That's all they've been hearing all week. And I think, don't get me wrong, the Chargers are good, but the Chargers – the Chargers still. I mean, they lost because of all the penalties that they caused. You know, with the two taunting calls and and the pass interferences and the offsides and the and the it it was just it was a litany. And the last thing you want to do, I mean, that was against the Cowboys and they almost won. The last thing you want to do is have all those mistakes against the Chiefs. At Chiefs, no, at Kansas City, and nah. So I have the Chiefs winning that game. I'm not going to say fairly easily, but I have the Chiefs win. I think I think Justin Herbert's going to have a good game. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a great game. I just think that the Chargers are catching the Chiefs at the wrong time. Like they, this is the. Last, I mean, I think the Chiefs, like I said, you've heard all see all all week that you know the Chiefs aren't the same Chiefs, even though and which, I, if you want to be honest with the Chiefs about the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense has been horrible, especially in the red zone. I think they've given up like 80% of the their like The Chiefs are horrible in the red zone, and they were horrible last year in the red zone. The problem is, I mean the thing is though, you have Patrick Mahomes who can neutralize any problem that you have cuz he can I mean he's the he's Patrick Mahomes. So I just think that the, even though that the Chiefs defense is not, you know, the greatest and their offensive line is still kind of new. Uh, I just, I, you still have Patrick Mahomes. And they just lost. So I have the Chiefs beating the Chargers. Steelers and Bengals. I think this is, I'm not going to go as far. I mean, I, the best unit on, on the field in general is the Steelers defense. Steelers defense is better than the char, the, the Bengals offense, better than the Steelers offense, better than the Bengals defense so, because you have the best unit, I think that they're going to win the game. But I do think that they have to ball out or it's going to be a problem. Because, I mean, right now, Joe Burrow seems to be the better. Nah, I don't seem. Joe Burrow is the better quarterback than, ben, than Big Ben right now. Ben, hell, they're all this week they were talking about Ben Roethlisberger was dealing with a pec injury because he, like, dropped something and picked it up wrong. So, I think that the Steelers defense is going to be the better unit. And because of that I, I got the Steelers winning, but I think this is going to be a lot closer than it's supposed to be uh, because I mean, the Bengals still, their offensive line is still horrible. Even though, you know, Jamar Chase has looked good as a wide receiver. T Higgins won't be playing. I, I think it says he's going to be out. So it's going to be Boyd, Mixon, and, uh, and, and Chase. Trying to or Chase Jamar Chase trying to uh, to pick up the slack, but that offensive line is horrible. And the last thing you want to do is put that offensive line going up against that defensive front. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I have the Steelers winning, but this doesn't negate the fact that I think it's going to be a lot closer because of the limitations that the Steelers' offense has. Whether that's Big Ben not being able to throw the ball downfield, uh, the offensive line being horrible, there's a reason why you have Najee Harris, and Najee Harris is not this bad. Like they're the I think the worst or second worst rush, rushing attack in the league so far. Najee Harris, even though he is a rookie, he's not that bad. That is just how bad the offensive line is. So, but I don't think that the the Bengals uh, offense or defenses will be able to capitalize on that because I don't think that they're that good. So I, I just have I have the Steelers winning that one. Ravens at Lions. I think this is going to be a better game than expected. However, the Ravens. Uh, Again, you're catching the Ravens at a great time. At a bad time, <laughs> Ravens had had probably the biggest win, uh, or Lamar Jackson had the biggest win of his career last year or last week. Um, the Ravens are firing on all cylinders. While he did miss practice on Thursday due to like a stomach illness or something, he was back uh, on Friday. Uh, that is Lamar Jackson. Uh, Devontae Freeman looked good. Le- Le- uh, Murray looked good. We're gonna see what happens with Lashawn or with. Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell the defense look good Hollywood Brown looks at least the first two weeks looking like he can be a re- receiver and we're in cl- yeah, nah. Sammy Watkins looked all right I just think the Ravens especially this, that defense even though the defense for the Ravens are, are all batched up or patched up and injured uh, Patrick Queen has looked good Marlon Humphreys is still Marlon Humphreys so at the end the Lions we saw even though they were going up and down the field the first half against the packers we saw what happened in the second half when the packers defense kind of clamped down like yeah we're not doing this like we're not letting jared Goff beat us and even a, a unhealthy ravens team they still have a better defense than the packers so i have the ravens being the lions saints and patriots i think that's going to be an interesting game i think that we saw two completely different Saint teams. We used, the first first week against the what against the Packers. They look. I mean, they beat the Packers. What thirty eight to to three? That was the greatest look. That that team looked like it was Super Bowl caliber. That team looked like the greatest team in NFL history. Jameis Winston looked like he was a Hall of Famer. That team looked incredible. Then we saw what they looked like a week later against the Panthers. That team looked god-awful. Jameis Winston looked like the usual Jameis Winston, minus the touchdowns. It it just, man. So we saw two different versions of the Saints. So I don't know what Saints we're going to get. If we get the Saints from week one or anywhere close to that, they could win. But if we get the Saints from week two... I don't know. Now, they have been living, you know, they have been on the road for the last two weeks, or this will be, you know, the two weeks so, or or since the whole, you know, hurricane and everything, so I, that could play a part, but even though you're going against Mac Jones, you're still going against the Patriots defense and Bill Belichick, and I think that, I mean, the best unit on the field, you know, without Michael Thomas being being healthy is the Patriots defense. So I think it's gonna be a good game, but I have the Patriots. I just don't th- I don't think Mac Jones is gonna do anything to win them the game, but I don't think he's gonna do anything to lose them the game. While we look at Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston can have week one. Jameis, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Then he can have week two. I don't think any touchdowns, two interceptions, two bad interceptions, too. So I got the Patriots winning that one. Cardinals and Jags. Uh it's the Jaguars. And the Cardinals, one team is 2-0, and has Kyler Murray, has Christian Kirk, has DeAndre Hopkins, has Rondae Moore, has J.J. Watt, has Chandler Jones. Other one has Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I'm going to go with the Cardinals. <laughs> the Bills in Washington. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I think... I don't think the Bills offense has gotten rolling yet even though I I know it's hard to to when you hear like they just destroyed the 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 Dolphins but I don't think the Bills offense have gotten rolling yet. I just think that it was a lot more bad bad uh Miami than it was good Buffalo. And I think Tyler Heineke, while I'm not saying he is a world beater I I think that he if not the same like he can at least Keep you afloat with that, you know, with with Washington's defense, and he, you know, it will be his third start, so you don't really have a lot of film on him. So, I think the Bills are going to win the game. I think the 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 all it's going to be tough, especially the the secondary of Washington. Man, the secondary is going to have to kind of have to find a way to stop, you know, Stephon Diggs, and Emmanuel Sanders, and they had a tough time doing, and it's the penalties as well. They, have a, they had a tough time doing it against. Hell, they had a tough time doing it against what's his name, uh, Justin Herbert and Daniel Jones. Don't get it wrong they they beat the the they beat the Giants, but it was a lot the Giants' mess ups than it was Washington's you know greatness. So I think that the Bills are going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think you know Washington's defense is going to be a lot better. I just think that it's going to come down to the quarterback, and I, I'm going to go with Josh Allen before I go with Tyler Haneke. So I have the Bills beating Washington. Broncos and Jets, again, the Broncos look like a, a really good team, even though they haven't played that good of a schedule the first first uh, few weeks. They have Teddy Bridgewater. Their defense looks incredible, and you're going against the Jets. So I have the Broncos winning that one. The Raiders and the Dolphins, I think that this is going to be a really good game because the, the Raiders – the Raiders is one of the greatest team. Like John Gruden's Raiders, the last few years have been one of the best teams in September. Like they are, if they if if, if a championship was or a Super Bowl was given out in September, the Raiders would be in the running every year. It's kind of like it's it's the opposite of the Patriots. The Patriots are good towards the early end of the or towards the late end of the year, but they're they're not that good. I, I think Bill Belichick has like his worst. Month is September John Gruden John Gruden is just incredible in September, but then once the season starts going it's like ah I start slipping like mightily so I think that you're cashing the Rays at the right time they're two and O they beat the uh Steelers and they beat the Ravens and then you're going against a dolphins team who got royally embarrassed last year or last week against the the bills so I think it's going to be a close game, but I think that because of the injury to two is ribs I'm gonna go with Derek Carr. I think Derek even Derek Carrs look really good. I I can't keep you know I can't keep doubting Derek Carr because he he, every week after week he's come and week after week he's looked good. So out of the Raiders beating the Dolphins, Uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the and the Vikings. If you look at the if you look at their uh, their I mean, ones, the Seattle Seahawks is 1-1, one one, the Vikings are 0-2, oh but the Vikings could very well be 2-0. and oh. I mean, it was a bad, a, a very, like a missed kick and like a bad call for the first play. But I think that because of what happened to the Seahawks last week, losing in overtime to the, to the Titans, I think they're going to be upset and I think they're going to want to make a statement against the Vikings, not to mention you have Kirk Cousins against Russell Wilson. I'm gonna bet with Russell Wilson every time. So I have the Seahawks winning that one. The three the next three games is the biggest games of the week. Uh you have the Buccaneers and the Rams, both two and zero. I think if you look at their schedule, this is probably the toughest uh the toughest opponent that the Bucks play this entire year. And I think this game, to me, is a toss-up, even though you have, I mean, if you look at the rosters, of course, the Bucks. I mean, you bring back pretty much all your starters, the defense is great, and then, of course, I, I think this game, you know, this, this game, to me, will depend on is, this is the first time I think Matthew Stafford is, will be called upon to win the game. I think the first two two weeks he didn't really have to win the game. Like you know, the defense was still good. The Bears, he didn't have to win the game. It's just the Bears' defense just laid an egg. And last week it was it was a rocky start, but the defense held its own. I think this will be the first game that the Rams ask Matthew Stafford to win the game, and we have to. And, and I want to see what, what he does. I mean, this even though it's a four twenty five slate on Fox. Um, it's still pretty much game of the week. And I want to see, these are two juggernauts and I want to say juggernauts. I know it's early to, to, to crown the Rams a juggernaut, but a lot of people think that the Rams will be the team representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I want to see how both teams fare. I want to see how, uh, Tom Brady in that offensive line, which has, has been a little iffy the last, even though they, they were, they've been pretty good last week, but been iffy the last few weeks. Uh, I want to see what they do against Aaron Donald in that defensive front. So I'm going to go with the bucks just because, you know, that defense is still incredible. Uh, you know, Shaq Barrett, Levante, David, like I, I'm still going to go with the bucks and, but I think that's going to be a great game. The net, uh, Monday night or Sunday night football, you have the Packers at 49ers. I think that this is going to be a good game because you're going it, it kind of reminds me of 2019. Now, it's not the same as 2019 cuz 2019 even though the teams, you know, the the Packers seeing the Packers and 49ers on the schedule looked great, but no. The I think both times that the Packers played the 49ers in 2019 49ers almost ran like 500 yards in these people, like I don't think it's going to be that. I do think that the 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 uh, 49ers have the better roster than uh, the Packers, and of course the Packers are still. We don't know if they're back yet because they look pretty. Their defense looked pretty bad again, uh, at least in the first half against Jared Goff and the Lions, and we're not even going to talk about what happened against the 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 Saints. So and with. Even though you have Zaire Alexander, who I think is their best defender, they also don't have their, they don't have their second best defender, which is Sendarius uh, Smith. And I think that's going to be a big loss. But I think it's going to have to be a shootout. It's gonna have, I, I think they're going to have to keep up with Aaron Rodgers in the scoring. And I don't know if Jimmy G or Trey Lance can do that. So I'm going to have the Packers win, but I think it's going to be a shootout. I think – and that's the only way the Packers can win, in my opinion. This can't be no – defensive because i think the rate the the 49 ers defenses and offenses a lot is just too tough for it to be a defensive uh stronghold so i have uh the packers beating the 49ers and you have monday night football eagles at cowboys i don't know i don't think this game is going to be as close i think the the cowboys you know coming off a win against the chargers even though I think they should have won. I mean, should have lost. But the Eagles, again, it, it kind of goes back to the Saints. You got the week one Eagles looked like they could be Super Bowl contenders going against the the Falcons. Then they just got just dis- well, they lost, what, 17-11 to 11 last week against the 49ers. So, yeah, I don't really – and they didn't really look that good at all. Uh, that is, the Eagles last week. So I just think the Cowboys are going to win. I think the Cowboys are a better team. And it really comes down to Jalen Hurts against Dak Prescott, and I think Dak Prescott is uh is better than Jalen Hurts, so um that's that's who I'm gonna that's who I'm gonna go with. But those are my predictions. Uh, let me know how you feel. Leave in the comments. Let me you know. I like I, a lot of y'all have been discussing a lot of stuff in the comments. Yeah, you know, not a lot of stuff. Let me not say that. But a lot of you have been commenting on some of my videos and and some of my takes, and I appreciate you guys' opinions. So you know, let me know, bro. Let me know. And I appreciate y'all. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. Again, I'm excited about the WNBA final or WNBA playoffs. They start, well, they started on Thursday, but round one or round two, whatever you want, round two starts tomorrow. Uh, Again, game the first game which is seattle and phoenix mercury they start at three o'clock on abc and the second game which is the minnesota Lynx and the chicago sky that starts at five o'clock on espn 2 i'm excited of course foot week of football weekend of football college football is coming you know the the tables are starting to look like college football it it, it's, it's very quick that you you know kind of who is who um you know, it's, b- <laughs> you know, it's bad. I think, I think what, um, Bryce Love is going to sit out or something like that. Oh no. CJ Strout from Ohio State, I think he's going to sit out because they play like Akron or something. So, But college football, you know, a weekend full of sports. I'm excited. Um, But again, that has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. If you want a Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different designs, multiple different colors. Just click on the shirt or click on the item that you want. You can change the color. Hey, I got you. Go get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love.
1: I'm working on dying. Yeah. yeah. Gotta have a space. Yeah. Gotta have a space. I mean, <laughs> freedom. You know what I mean? Uh, space to get this shit off. Yeah. Yeah. Get the shit off my mind, off my chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With every record, I be asking the masses to tune your hearts to me. I represent intelligent niggas that grew up harshly. But lately, I've been questioning, second guessing whether or not I've got something to offer inside an eluded poverty. Or has the money watered me down? That truth is hard for me. Like the second time I got cut from the junior varsity Fighting back tears I promised to switch gears And said to myself Whatever you do, you won't do it partially From this day forward I move with a new ferocity Ferrari Coupe Velocity A fail-proof philosophy Success is in the effort, So if a nigga tried his hardest I'm at peace Knowing God ain't dealing in this group of cars for me Some people say that I'm running third They threw the bronze at me Behind Drake and Dot Yeah, them niggas are superstars to me Maybe deep down I'm afraid of my luminescence so, when you see me on red carpets, I'm moving awkwardly. Posing all nervous, afraid of the judgment. And the thought of showing too much in my day is repugnant. I be keeping my kids away from the gaze of the public. Cause these days it feel like haters, they favor subject subject. Fucking attitude like a young O'Shea with an AK aimed at your brain violating, I bust it. I don't play when it come to family, that's one thing I refuse. Pipping their kids out for views, or just to be in the news. Can never be me. I piss in the Celebrity T God with me on this record. This is Heaven's EP, the tale's official. The best nigga breathing it just failed to hit you. You couldn't tell cause you failed for the bells and whistles. And that's an area I don't excel. I'm from the ville where young girls talk grown as hell. It's raw. Never saw one person go to Yell. But every nigga that I know done gone to jail at least once. Proving we the ones police hunt for the pains. We smoke three blunts the size of tree trunks. Too much hunger, it's no wonder these niggas can't keep up. So saying yes to a feature just means I'm about to eat lunch, bitch. I'm going for it, no never shall he punt. I'm the one, and you can be sure. Speaking beach beachfront, I'm kicking my feet up while I write this in somewhere tropical. It's supposed to be relaxing, this passion makes that impossible. Supposed to be relaxing, this passion makes that impossible.